You're listening to Carmen and Yurko, live from the old National Bank State Street studio on WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Brady steps up, try and run for it, makes a move on Erlacher and has a first down. I tell you, that's one you don't see very often. You got Erlacher going against Tom Brady in the open field. Here he is in the middle. Tom Brady sees the opening, and he does not pick up the first down if Erlacher makes the tackle there. Remember that? Yeah, I remember it. And then they're talking afterwards. Yeah. This is when you skew. This is when you could still hit quarterbacks. In the open field running like that, he looked looked like he was going to give himself up. And then he adjusted and went on the fly and got the uh, extra little, yardage. Well, like you always say, you gave him a little leg, then he took it right back. That's, right. That's what he did. Uh, I was at that game. I I was fortunate to see Tom Brady play in person twice in my life. Um, once with uh, when he was with New England, when me and Sylvie and Berger and Perry, or Porkchop as you call him, yep. uh, went to New England, to Foxborough, in the fall, November of 2006. To see the Bears play the Patriots. Patriots won that game. That was the game in which Junior Seau broke his arm, if you remember, mm-hmm. and left the game early. We walked out of that stadium thinking, we'll see you guys uh, in the Super Bowl. I still don't know how confident we were at the time. I mean, Rex was still our quarterback, but the defense was so good. Sure enough, the Bears would go to the Super Bowl yes, at the end of that season, but the Patriots would blow a huge lead Big in the AFC title game to Peyton Manning, and we did not see a rematch of Bears and Patriots. And then I was fortunate enough again with Sylvie and uh, this time with Danny Zetterman and our, our three boys, our oldest uh, sons, to see Tom Brady and the Bears uh, play each other uh, when he was with the Bucks uh, last year down in Tampa. And yep. boy, that was not a pleasant experience either. I mean, it was fun. I shouldn't say that. It was great. The game sucked because the Bears got their you-know-what kicked in. But it was still a fun experience. I'm glad that our sons got to see Brady. I think they paid attention for about seven and a half minutes, but that's they did, okay. They got a chance to see what it was like to sit with the commoners, too. They, did they ever, yep. go? Did they ever? Whenever I used to go on my trip, uh, we'd go with the fellas back when they were like in their mid-20s. Uh, in Tennessee, that's where we sat. We sat up next to the light stanchion. Because well, that's league, where you can get a group of tickets together. And the league controls the road right. allocation. So when you buy tickets... Uh, you know, through uh, a team like that, the league is basically just saying, hey, the road team, these are your the yeah. last five rows of the this state. This is where you sit. They put the fam. We were sitting in front. You know who was by us? Um, oh, God, who was it? Was it Darnell Mooney's family? I'm trying to think now. There were players' families all around us. Sure. Yeah, we were in the last five rows of the stadium. That's a good stadium, though. It, and honestly, wasn't terrible. It really wasn't. I mean, it was, you know. Whenever the uh, Buccaneers got in the red zone, the flags would raise. They it was do. right by you guys. It was right you by You could us. see it up close. Up close. Hey. The guy was doing yeah. it yeah. 10 feet from me. So what Yurko's talking about is in Tampa, around the entire stadium. Now, you know, everybody the knows Pirates Fire the flags. Canyons. Yeah, Fire the Canyons. When they yeah. get in the red zone... The Jolly Roger goes up, and that's not a euphemism or slang oh, for anything. That's true. How's your Jolly Roger, yeah, boys? Abdallah, how's your Jolly Roger? That's why old Goodell loves that stadium, the old exactly. Jolly Roger. The Jolly Roger. The jo- that's the flag. It's the pirate flag. The Jolly Roger goes up. So Yurko's right. Believe it or not, it's not done mechanically. They got guys around the stadium on the pulley, and they raise the flag. And then they lower it when either the scoring drive is over or whatever happens, happens. The guy was 10 feet from us. Eh, raising the Jolly Roger. Here we go. Tampa's in the red zone again. And let me tell you, Yurko, the Jolly Roger was flying frequently that oh, yeah. day, my friend. Oh, yeah, it was. 
because it was ugly. But I do feel fortunate to say that I got to see Tom Brady play in person twice. I've been fortunate in my life and in my career because of what we do for a living. I've seen a lot of great players up close and personal. And, uh, I mean, he's certainly one of them. To say that, you know, you saw Tom Brady play, it's, uh, it's a cool thing. And he's retiring now after many, 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 many years and many records and just some incredible memories that he'll leave behind as we've been discussing. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you got a thought on Brady leaving, if any of his records are going to be broken, um, the the, yeah, the passing yards record is just like. But you know, it's a passing league, so maybe some young gun, some young phenom, maybe Mahomes, maybe 18, Herbert, maybe Lawrence. Current, they go to eighteen games. That's true. Somebody starts throwing for fifty four hundred a year, and you know, six thousands. The next thing to get, you then know, 6, nobody 000. ever thought five thousand would get, you know, surpassed. Yurko's right. Here we are. The next thing you know, six thousand is going to be surpassed. And now, how long do you got to play? You got to play fifteen years 15 to get ninety thousand yards. Yurko's right. I mean, so, so there you go. This is how it, it works. could happen. Yes, but it's a lot of yards. Eighty nine thousand two hundred and fourteen yards. That is a lot of yards. We've also talked a little bit about Sean Payton going. Uh, we talked about the compensation involved, the Gruden trade, and Yurko made an excellent point when they traded Gruden. When Oakland traded him to Tampa, that was two thousand two. It's twenty one years ago. Back then, the first-round picks were, a lot of times, much more of a headache. You had the big signing bonuses. You had holdouts, right, York? There was no slotting system. Now, they're pretty damn valuable. It's slotted. It's cost-controlled. The owners somehow negotiated a fifth year. Go, Don't ask us how. Yeah. But now those picks are a lot more valuable, and I don't think you'll ever see anything like this again. Do you remember that when he was traded from the Raiders to the Bucks? It was for four picks, a first and second rounder in 2022 and a first rounder in 20, uh, 2003 and a second rounder in 2004. That's two firsts, a second. Uh, I'm sorry. It's two firsts and two seconds. I think I misspoke on that. Two right? firsts and two seconds. It's two firsts and two seconds. It was just spread out over three drafts. That's what I've got you. Two firsts. And two seconds over four drafts. That's incredible. And what'd they do with all those draft all right, choices? I'll tell you. Let me hear. So they did use one of the picks in the first round to make a small move in position in the draft with New England, and then ultimately drafted with that first first round pick that they had in 2002, Napoleon Harris, Chicago's very own linebacker Good player out of Northwestern, now a politician on the South Side. That's right. So Napoleon Harris, who was a fine player, uh, Langston Walker, again, had a little bit of a career, was, a line, was an old lineman, played for, played for a while. Tyler Brayton, who was a defensive end, do you remember him? What would Tyler Brayton do? Yeah, I don't know. And then finally, a name I don't even recall. Did play in the league for about five years, mostly as kind of like a backup, it looked like. I didn't even remember him. I had to look him up. Jake Grove, a center. Those yeah. are the four picks. That's what they did with it. Napoleon Harris Napoleon was clearly Harris the best was, one. Yeah, obviously the best one there, yeah. And even Napoleon only played in Oakland, I think, for three years. And I think he moved on, didn't he? Uh, maybe I'm wrong I about would, that. I'll I would guess check. it would be four years that Napoleon Harris ends up playing there. And then maybe moving on. And then moving contract, on after yeah. that. He owns a beggar pizza, too. Do you know that? I love beggar's pizza. No, 100, 127th, I believe. Three years. 0204. And where'd By he go? By 05, he went to Minnesota. He played two years there. Played a year in KC, 
finished with one final year in 2008 in Minnesota. That was it. And that's it. We played three years there. And I mean, and Pulliam was a good player. Don't, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. But, like, that's what they did with those picks. So when you say what did they do with them, not much. The Raiders yeah. didn't do much with the haul they got for Khalil Mack either. They could have done a lot better. They really did. Well, they got Josh Jacobs right out of and that they, deal, and, they and now they might let option. him go. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you're probably right to let him go, don't you think? Well, I I don't disagree with you, but if you thought you had something, maybe you could have moved him for something before the season. Uh, they cut the other first rounder. It was a, uh, Jonathan Abram, right? They cut him. Uh, they didn't even pick up the fifth year on Jacobs. The, the deal. guy that got in the DUI and the uh, and you know killed somebody in Vegas. That was um uh, was, was that Henry part of Ruggs? that. Yeah, Henry Ruggs. Was, I thought he was part of that, too. I don't think he was part of that. I thought that was their own pick. But I would have to double-check that, York. I mean, they got a haul from the Bears. They didn't do much with it. Billy's in Berwyn on ESPN 1000. Hey, Billy. Hey, what's going on, boys? Thanks so, for taking my call. You got it. Hey, so what does the recent news of Tom Brady retiring do for the Aaron Rodgers market? Because it seems like the big narrative was, like, there's several teams that just need a quarterback in the short term. And now one of those quarterbacks is gone. Does that open up the market for Aaron Rodgers leaving? Uh, or does it kind of bring it to a choke point? Yeah, well, does it make like San Francisco sort of get desperate and try to get involved if they thought maybe they were an option for Tom Brady? That's a good point, Billy. It also, I think, helps the Bears a little bit, right? Because it just it makes another quarterback hungry, hungry team look elsewhere, doesn't it? One of the narratives of the offseason has been, you know, like, well, I mean, at any time you remove a quarterback and you get one that uh, retires, that creates a vacancy in not only the place that you just left, but the place in, the place that he was going to go. So, right? So he's leaving Tampa. So right. Tampa now theoretically needs a quarterback. Tampa needs a quarterback. And whoever he was going to, who thought they were going to replace Miami him Miami or San Francisco. Miami or Frisco or Vegas or Vegas. wherever. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the point you get there. So it's the one, and then maybe another team's looking for another quarterback, and what they going to, you know, what's Vegas going to do with Carr? Um, he gone? Yeah. So I, I think it kind of increases it. Um, where does Rodgers go? Boy, I, I, the Colts can't go for another veteran quarterback. No, they can't trade draft. anybody. To me, I think he stays in Green Bay. I think this is all a lot of drama. Colts, again. Colts are going to draft the quarterback in the team that needs to win now. That's why I always think the Garoppolo draft quarterback is the good combination for Indianapolis. Oh, so like bridge the gap? Bridge the gap. Two-year contract for Jimmy Garoppolo, Indianapolis. Free agent doesn't cost you. It doesn't cost you any draft choices. There's no draft equity there. No. That's why he'd make sense to me down there. Yeah, I could see that, actually. They still draft one. Yeah. That's their future, but they feel like their team's pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. If their defense could get healthy, and it really wasn't most of the year. I, they they got another issue with what they're doing at coach. I mean, are they settling on Jeff Saturday after all this? Like, no, I I think they're 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 still interviewing. Who, are people. they? Yeah, I think they're they're looking. They, so who who Jeff still, Saturday can't be the coach? Who still has to fill a void, guys? AZ right? Arizona and Indianapolis. Is that it? Are they we down to two? Arizona and Indy. And the stories last week was that Ursay really wants Saturday, but the rest of the front front office doesn't, and and Ursay isn't sitting in on the other meetings besides the meetings with Jeff Saturday. Disaster. I'm glad they're in flux. I don't. Know, I just hope they're. I hope they get desperate, fall in love with the quarterback, and make the Bears some unbelievable offer. 
That's what I hope. So I got your Raiders info. They use it to take Josh Jacobs and Damon, cornerback Damon Arnett. Oh, Damon Arnett. Okay, it wasn't Jonathan. Yeah, he struggled immensely in the rookie year. He didn't make it either. And he also had to deal with COVID-19 and other stuff. Yeah, he didn't make it either. Uh, The 29th six-rounder was including multiple trades that resulted in the acquisitions of Trayvon Mullen, Max Crosby. Oh, that's good. Isaiah Johnson, Foster Moreau, and Quinton Bell. Okay, so they got Foster Moreau, and, and obviously Crosby's a stud. And Foster Moreau looks like he might be a player. So, okay, they got a couple things out of it. They didn't do as well so they as did some. They did some maneuvering with the yeah. other pick to end up resulting in those picks. Where'd you find that? Um, you, I, this job. is on. Hold on. Let good me work. get this. Good work, Yurko. Uh, uh, Jason Willis was the uh, author of this article on Raiders Vault. Good work, my friend. All right. So the RaidersVault.com. Dot com. So I'm here for you. Thank you, my friend. Uh, one of the coaches introduced yesterday at his press conference talking about quarterbacks and why they're important, and that could be good for the Bears. We'll discuss that coming up next. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. Go, go, go. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie coming up in about 45 minutes. Boys will get you home 2 to 6 today. Black and Abdallah tonight, 6 to 8. And then Chris and Adam are in for Greeny tomorrow. Greeny's off, so the guys will do his shift 10 to noon. Sandwiched in between uh, Cap and Hoodie and us, so lots of crosstalk all day tomorrow. Look forward to that. We are live in the old National Bank State Street Studios, and we're up and running on Twitch today and every day. So watch R- us. Remind there. me, remind me, I got garbage day tomorrow. Join the text chat. me in the morning. Text me. In the want morning. me to text you? Yeah. In the morning? Text me in the morning. I might and say not garbage remember day. That. Well, you didn't remember to tell me that we we're going to. Yes, uh, I did. Yeah, at eleven oh five. Well. Did you not remember? At 11.05, Carm, I could have already been downtown. That's true, I guess. My bad. I did send you a text Friday morning. Right. I thought I was being so a mess. I'm going to text you to order sandwiches tomorrow. Tomorrow. From Bari. Uh, yeah. Sandwiches. Bari. Sandwiches. Right. From Bari tomorrow. Bari sandwiches tomorrow. We're getting sneak. We're getting uh, sandwiches tomorrow? I, mean, I think we could probably make that. Sandwiches I owe, tomorrow. Do I owe you sandwiches? Oh, God. You I, don't, I don't think that's true. It's like three times you owe sandwiches. Think, you just keep forgetting. I don't think that's true. I think it was four. No, you're full. It's like a full week. It's something. like a full week worth of sandwiches. <laughs> I'll buy sandwiches if you think I owe. I don't think I owe anything. I think I'm squared up, but I'll I, buy sandwiches. I don't know, Carm. What does everybody want? I know what you want. You know what well, I, I want. I need Black and Abdallah's order. Same beef. way. Beef. Uh, you want what roast beef? Your, what do you get? Prosciutto. The prosciutto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The prosciutto. You want the prosciutto yeah. mozzarella? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Abdallah, what do you want? Roast beef? Roast beef. I don't dine on swine. So. Well, I know you don't. What, 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 do you, what do you want on that? Lettuce? Tomato? Just, what do no, just no tomato. No tomato? What the about works, no uh, tomato. mustard? Mustard. Cheese? Cheese. Okay. The works, no tomato. Drag mine through the garden cart. All right. The way I like it. Four sandwiches coming tomorrow. Four sandwiches tomorrow. Try to remember that. I'll make sure I don't. I'll oh, text you in the morning. During crosstalk, we'll just listen. We'll just eat. We'll just just eat. Yeah. People we'll, listen yeah. to us eat. Yesterday during crosstalk, uh, Yurko enjoyed that, uh, what was that, a lollipop? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was a tootsie roll pop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How long One, did you milk that thing? Two, uh, for about 45 minutes. <laughs> Do you think kids today even know uh, the owl in the old commercial? No, that's they don't old, know. No, that's old commercial. Old no way. They don't even have Carmen, your any. kids don't know that? No chance. No, no chance. Is, no. The owl, is the owl on TikTok? I don't, yeah, right. Did the owl get uh, canceled? I think the owl might have gotten canceled for something. <laughs> Who knows? Well, too wise. When, well, when too we, smart. You can't have something that's too smart. When we were kids. You'll it, offend everybody. 
That was a commercial you'd see countless times. One. One. Two. two three. <laughs> Problem is you can't offend all the stupid people anymore. Why is it? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> owl smart. Owl, oh, owl, owl denotes Go wisdom. text Farve again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys don't like uh, it. I'm on point. I'm on point. You, uh, you're, you're, you're batting a thousand Yeah, today. I am I like batting it. a thousand. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> you ever seen owl swoop over like at dusk or at night? Pretty, pretty spectacular. Is it majestic? Oh, it's majestic. I agree with oh, Chris. Man. My, if I had to rank my owls, snow owl would be snow number owl? one. Yeah. yeah. I go to barn owl Like next. a dumb and dumber? Yeah. Uh, this was Frank Reich yesterday uh, talking about the quarterback position as he was introduced as Carolina's head coach. you got to have stability at quarterback. You, you, you know, you want to have stability at quarterback. So um, the good thing that I've learned in my past experience here, uh, in the past experience in a few years, is we've learned how to adapt to different styles of quarterbacks, but that's not the ideal situation, right? So we, Mr. Tepper, Scott, myself, have to commit to what's our blueprint, where, how are we going to maintain stability at quarterback, make a plan, and then execute that plan. Sounds to me like a team that might want to move up in the draft for a quarterback. They're picking ninth. That sounds to me yeah. like they want to pick get a together. quarterback. Come yeah. on, let's go. Don't More teams decide. like that need to be, you know, talking like that about how badly they want to move up. Let's go get our guy. But nine's a long way back. I know, it's a long way. Nine, nine I'm getting maybe Skaronsky. You yeah, know, yep. You're getting the offensive tackle that you might be thinking about. Quentin Johnston. I, I just want to be getting the TCU kid. I just want teams fighting to, like, get up to the bear spot. You can get the my, more of the merit. You can get my guy from Pittsburgh. You could. Yeah. Absolutely. I laid out like, my... What if you think Clancy's... Clancy, right? Elijah Clancy, I think yeah. is his name. What if yeah. you think he's better than Jalen Carter? I don't know that they think that, but... My dream scenario is that you trade to two, so you have the Texans pick, and then you convince the Panthers to trade you for two because they want their guy ahead of the Colts. Oh, sex, man. Sex then, you're really moving up, though. Because, you're getting a haul. And then my my goal is three first-round picks in 2024. Yeah, you've been saying that. You want three first-round picks in 2024. Make it happen. And how many second-rounders? Doesn't matter. I mean, whatever they throw in there. The extra candy is fine. But give me three first-round picks in, in 2024. That's why I think it's important for... Ryan Poles to like be at all these pro days, right? He should go to He's all there. three quarterback pro days. But I mean, like, they're already at the Justin. Senior Bowl. They're already at Senior Bowl. Well, they're at the Senior Bowl, yes. And Luke Getzey's coaching. That's going on now, isn't it? Yeah, it's this week. Um, like yeah, make make everybody like keep up appearances here. You know, make everybody believe that it's possible. That's what I would do anyway. I want them all fighting with the Bears to move up. Uh, yesterday, Brad Spielberger, who uh, does stuff for OverTheCap.com and for PFF, was on with Waddle and Sylvie. He was talking about, you know, why the cap went down a little. Um, some of that is just, you know, you got to start looking at bonuses and things like that. And guys hit certain escalators. And he had mentioned there's a bunch of money that went into Riley Reef, uh, Riley Reef's deal because of playing time yeah. that goes on in next year's books, and that's why time the cap. And then rookie performance bonuses also. Yeah, it was all if stuff rookies like that. end up playing more than you know what their uh, allotment is, they end up getting bonuses. So the cap's a little bit lower than everybody thought. It's still nearly a hundred million bucks. The Bears have well more uh, uh, than well, everybody well else above than anybody yeah. else uh, has to spend. Yeah. And once you get to the top ten, the ten teams only got like eighteen million, right? You know, Fifteen right. million, something like that. But the other thing he was talking about with the guys was extending Mooney and Komet. They're eligible for extensions. These are players going into their fourth year. These are non first round picks going into their fourth year, 
And I want you to hear this, and then we can react to it a little bit. This is about what uh, it might look like if the Bears do go and approach, especially those two players, this offseason and discuss long-term extensions before they're free agents after 2023. Yeah, so I'll start with Mooney. Uh, I think a range of maybe 17 to $20 million per year um, is a fair number. I know you're going to see what? a lot with Bears players, especially receivers. You know, you'll see volume statistics and things like that. And I think it's just kind of unfair to hold that against Mooney when the Bears are dead last in passing yards most of his first three years in the NFL. I think he is a really good player. I look to Deontay Johnson in Pittsburgh as a solid comp who got right around $18 million per year. I know Mooney got hurt at the end of the season. I know he had the, you know, the missed catch against Washington on the goal line, but he also had a bunch of highlight catches. I think he's the hardest working guy in the entire building. Um, so I would be happy with getting that done. And then for Komet, I know fans are going to kind of freak out about this, and the, the market is just at tight end is so bizarre where there's essentially a ceiling, you know, with, well, I guess Darren Waller now, but basically George Kittle at $15 million per year kind of set a ceiling, and no one has surpassed that since on a true, you know, multi-year extension. Waller's a bit different. But all these mid-tier guys like a Dalton Knox in Buffalo getting over 13 per year. I mean, Cole Komet is as good as Dalton Knox in Buffalo. I think he's going to get... $12, $13 million a year, and I, and I know Bears fans probably aren't going to love to see that. You're scaring me with both of those. The, the, Brad, both of those numbers sound really rich for me. I hear you. I hear you. I, I would push back more on Mooney personally. Uh, with Komet, I hear you 110%. Look, I'm not going to, you know, I, I, I don't think he's a ever going to be a guy that can make someone miss in man coverage. I think he's exclusively a zone beater that gets some yards after the catch. I think he's a plus blocker, but not a plus-plus blocker. But I will say this. We've done a lot of studies on the kind of the growth curve and the learning curve in the NFL at different positions. The position that takes the longest, maybe besides quarterback, is often tight end. It's a really hard position to be good at as a young player. He's still uber, uber young, one of the youngest guys in his entire draft since 2020. I think he has gotten better every year. So that's what I would say is, you know, trust that he'll even continue to grow even more, become that red zone, big body threat. I don't think he's ever going to be a dynamic type Travis Kelsey type guy, but can be a very reliable, solid player for a long time. My reaction uh, was the same as Sylvie's listening to it live, especially the Comet number. Like the Mooney thing, I could see where it could go to $17 million. I could. Like the Deontay Johnson comp is, is there. Christian Kirk got more. He was also a free agent. You're going to get more as a free agent. But go look at Christian Kirk's first three years and look at Darnell Mooney's. They're not that different. Now, Christian Kirk's going to get more because you're going to get overpaid in free agency, right? Yeah, he's a free agent. Right. And so I get that. Like, it should be a little bit higher. And his is, I think, a little bit closer to 18 or 19. I could see where you go to 17, believe it or not, on Mooney. I really could. I think it's the way markets are for quarterbacks right now. I know he's not a free agent, but if you're going to buy out that last year and get some stability... I think there are some good comps between Mooney and Kirk's first couple of years and Deontay Johnson's first couple of years. And quite frankly, Mooney's done it with a lot worse quarterback play. Let's face it. So that one I kind of get. The Komet number surprised me. Like 13. Whoa. That surprised me. Yeah, I can't that, see that, the Bears that, going that, there. That's not happening. I can't see it. My range is a little bit more reasonable. What, what do you think for both? Your top 7.5 million for a Komet. For Komet? I, I, What's he making? I, listen, I'm, I, I'd come at him with that. With seven and a half? Yeah. I'll give you a, a, a three year deal, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half. That's what I'm giving you. So something like three years and 24 ish million dollars, basically. Yeah. And what of that do you that's guarantee? The, uh, that's what you uh, get. You guarantee. 
Well, you guarantee. 12, what do they normally guarantee? Twelve million. Guarantee twelve million. Twelve million dollars of it. Yeah, I mean, I think I could live with that. That's well, of course good, you can actually, live with it. But I don't know if I could live with thirteen. Uh, I I can't live with what they're going to pay Darnell Mooney. But believe it or not, I do think that's going to be. You're going to get closer to that number. I do yeah. think that. If you, I mean, or you that, run the risk of him going not, to free agency. That's not a good feeling. That 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 to me is not a good feeling at all. His numbers do look a lot like Johnson's and Kirk's those first couple of years. I'm, just I'm, I'm looking you. at Kirk right now. Yeah, look at Christian Kirk's first four years in the league. I mean, that's why everybody thought Jayville overpaid. Maybe they did a little. He still delivered a good year for Jayville. He's more Kirk's numbers than he is anything because his yeah. average is 12. Yeah. And you don't hold it against him because he, of the quarterback that plays here. Right. And not necessarily Justin Fields. You're also talking about the other guy that Mitch. he was playing here with. Yeah, Mitch. And some foals. And, right. you know, think about it. like <laughs> A little bit of everything. Yeah, right. A little bit of Andy Dalton. A little bit of money. But a little at, at bit least of Kirk responded when he became the number one guy. 84 catches, 1,108 yards. He did. He had a very good year. 12 and a half for He's got 13 to a catch for them, for Jacksonville this year. But unless you're a free agent, yeah, if, if you're getting talked to early. You should expect to get a little you less. You should expect to get a little bit less. That's just the way it is. I was uh, I was interesting to hear him say both of those. And again, my reaction was similar to Sylvie's. I wonder what everybody else's reaction is. I could tell what yours is, Yerk, especially the Comet number. It seemed high. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Did he talk about Jalen Johnson? Uh, he did a little bit and said it's a little bit harder because he was really banged up this year. He played through some injury and then eventually even was shut down. Um, I think he said a lot of the same things we've been saying about Jalen Johnson and like things that you've reiterated. He's a good player, and he's your best yeah, corner I mean, listen, right now. I like but, him, and but, he is the best corner. But you can't give top dollar to a guy who's not a top dollar player. And and that's what scares you at all positions. Because right. the minute you start overpaying people that don't deserve it, you're going to screw up your salary cap structure. You're going to screw up the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm looking at, why can't I get a... You no, know, he missed seven. He missed six games this get year. get a career Jim on him. Johnson. He missed a lot. He missed three games as a rookie, too. You know, he's had some shoulder issues going all the way back to college. And I think Brad had even mentioned that. And so that that it's your like it's a little bit more complicated, I think. I, but all three of them are at least in that boat at this point. And I think they'll have conversations with all three. He also mentioned, too, the Bears have to spend some cash. You know, they are. They went you from to, you have to spend eighty percent. Yeah, cash. they've got to spend their cash. Uh, they've been the, they've spent the least amount of cash. I think he, uh, Brad was saying over the last two seasons, and they're at a point where the Bears are going to have to spend a considerable amount of that cash. You know who's happy? Who's happy? Mama Bear. Mama Bear's happy. Oh yeah. Why not spending the cash? I go spend that cash, baby. All right, here it is. You have to spend like almost $180 million. You have to be at the minimum. That's what they have to And do. a minimum is 180 mm-hmm. which is why the salary cap works in football and it doesn't work in baseball. Because there's no floor. And they say there's no salary cap in baseball, but there is. Sure seems like there it. There is. But a team doesn't have to spend a certain amount. Right. You can be Oakland and spend $70 million, Right. While another team spends $270 million. Something ain't right there. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. (laughs) 
<laughs> Leonard for three. Bang! Raptors lead. Five to shoot. Leonard's going to try another one. Puts it in. Kawhi Leonard. Back-to-back threes. Remember that year ago, 2019, Kawhi Leonard leading the Raptors to a title? Remember that? And he went to L.A., Joining the Clippers, he's played in less than half the Clippers' games. Since he went to L.A., he's played in about 48% of all the Clippers' games over that time period. But he played last night. Kawhi played last night. And he looked good? He looked good. When he plays, he's good. I mean, he had 33. He had five steals, including the key steal at the end of the game where he picked Zach's pocket. Uh, So I have it right. Kawhi Leonard, San Antonio Spur, then to Toronto. Yep. Didn't play the whole year. Yep. Never really knew what the hell was going on between him and Popovich. Yep. Never had an explanation come out of San Antonio ever about that whole year. Right? All right. It's one of the strangest, like superstar player profiles you'll ever see in your life. I mean, it, it, it's but been... talented when he, he plays. When he decides that he when wants he to plays, play. Boy. And yeah. Bulls fans got a treat last night, and they got to see him. Well, I, actually, I don't know if I said they, they lost. But, I mean, you know, Paul George and Kawhi played last night. Clippers are playing a little bit better here as of late. But he's still, he's only played like, I don't know, I don't think he's played 30 games this year. He's played in less than half of their games since he signed with the Clippers. It is. He's such a strange, mercurial. He's, he's an enigma. Interesting. Yeah, he's a puzzle. player in person. He puzzles you, but boy, he's good, man. Yeah, and he picks Zach's pocket to pretty much seal the deal. And he dropped thirty three. Bulls had another lead. I mean, granted, a first quarter lead in the NBA means nothing. They did have a double digit lead. They lost another game though. I mean, they're just. I don't know. The the Bulls are like drifting along towards what exactly the trade deadline is. Oh. Uh, what, a week from today? Next week. I like the way you say drift, like driftwood. Not like a kayaker in the current making things happen. That's what your best basketball teams are doing. They're in the water. They're in the current. They're making things happen. What are the Bulls doing? Just kind of schlubbing along, you know? Just kind of careening off the rocks and careening off the bottom. And That's it. Getting stuck in certain areas and then getting out. Yeah. They're not fighting the current. They're not making it happen by any stretch. I mean, they're trending for like 37, 38 wins. They're the 11th seed right now. It doesn't sound like Lonzo's coming back. What was the update over the weekend? He's still, what did uh, Billy say? He's still nowhere close, right? I think Billy said. Well, no, they don't know where the pain's at. He can't find the, he doesn't know where the pain's coming from. The team doesn't know where the pain's coming from. His people don't know where the pain's coming from, but there's pain in the knee. I I saw it. Pain in the knee. But this guy makes Derrick Rose look like a hero with his knee. Well, but if he's got pain, I don't think he, these guys fake that, though, do they? I mean, uh, is he... What's pain and what's discomfort? Uh, that's a, that's a what's fair the, question. Well, yeah, what's the difference? There's always going to be discomfort. Carm, I had knee surgery. I know. I tore my hamstring tendon off my pelvis, my friend. That's no Semi-tendinosis, hasta la bye-bye. They had to drill holes in my hip to reattach the semi-tendinosis, Carm. Doesn't sound pleasant. Let me tell you what there is. There's discomfort, Carm. There's a difference between pain and discomfort, and you've got to be able to work through that discomfort. Is he not willing to do that? I don't I'm know. I'm telling you, Derrick Rose uh, is the great American hero compared th- to Lonzo Ball. This is from Saturday from Joe Colley. According to Billy Donovan, I'm listening. Lonzo Ball is, quote, nowhere near returning, close quote. The team could sit down with the medical staff at the All-Star break and make a decision on his season. Nowhere near returning. So, like, 
without Lonzo, they haven't been as good. I don't think Lonzo even now, at this point, after all the time he's missed, is going to come in and save the day. Like, what are you ultimately going to be other than maybe the 9 or 10 seed? I guess they're only... How long? What, they're about a game and a half out of the 8 seed. But I don't know. Watching this team, does anybody have any confidence whatsoever? And, and, And one other thing. And... And I seem to be the only one who thinks this crazy because I brought it up to a few people and they've looked at me like, no, that's not surprising. Like that was Sylvie's reaction and Black's reaction. When Adam Amin said last night in the third quarter, and that is the first double-double of the year for Zach Levine, I paused it, mm-hmm. got up off the couch and said, what? I rewound it so I could hear it again because I thought that can't be right. It took 50 games for your max player to get a double, not a triple-double, a double-double. Double-doubles, they they give that out like candy in In, NBA games today, in in this league. league, Yeah, Like candy, when you walk in, it's the giveaway. Right. When you walk, when they scan your ticket, double-double tonight. Congratulations. It took, and I'm the, and and these guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. They go, what do you mean? Of course it's his first one. Your max player took 50 games to get a double-double. That's what you have, Carm. I, I, I'm not kidding. I had to stop, back up the DVR, and listen to Amin say it again. Yeah, not to be disrespectful <laughs> to you, but I couldn't have been more dismissive of you being shocked by it this Even morning. Sylvie. I was like, yeah. I mean, he doesn't do anything other than one-on-one basketball for himself. Like, like that, that's all idea. it is. He doesn't like make anyone better. at home. Yeah, like, Karen, like, come in here. You got to hear this. I'm like, wait a minute. You're, you're waking Gio up. <laughs> Get uh, over you here. You got to watch this. I'm you're like, shaking you're him. Believe this. I'm like, you've got guys. These days, guys have a dozen double, do- a triple doubles a year. Guys rip off a dozen triple doubles like it's nothing. I mean, the triple double doesn't even. It barely resonates. You're like, yeah, guy hit a car. Of course, the best players are going to have triple doubles. The game is played at such a high pace. There are so many possessions. There's so much scoring. There's so much opportunity. I don't know. It's a weird thing maybe I'm ranting about. I'm sorry, but I couldn't uh, believe this it. This is the only time in the year that he's had double digits and rebounds. He, I mean, he, he I hasn't just, had like six points and like 12 I, rebounds. At any, you know what I'm saying? I, I was like, you got to be kidding This me. is the only time he's had double digits. He's been at nine a couple of times, and his assists, well, he's not really known for his assists. I guess that's in just Zach Levine's it, defense. Patrick Williams only has one double double this season as well. That I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. Thanks for making yeah. us feel better yeah. about the Bulls. Yeah. In his Zach, defense, Zach yes. and Patrick Williams each have one double double. <laughs> I mean, they literally give them out like the giveaway when you walk into the building in an NBA game at this point. All right, uh, well, Vooch has a bunch, which is good. Zach, Vooch does have a bunch. Right, Zach Levine makes five times as much. <laughs> yes, he does. As Patrick Williams. So I, bet, I would expect five to one ratio to move on. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I'll be all right with I it. bet you Vooch has 20-something double-doubles. So Vooch is, you know. Well, he's a rebound machine. Vooch has had a better year. He has. Vooch has had a better I mean, I wouldn't, you know. I, I, I don't know. They'd be crazy to keep Vooch, right? Vooch well, can't if be you in can, your plans. If you can get something for him, I guess you got to move him. I mean, I is, is that the plan of attack? I would think so. I don't know. Maybe it's a weird thing. I, I got me all. I, I just I couldn't believe it. I, I I was just like, really? I mean, 
they took it took to February. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe I'm crazy. Viking Scott's on ESPN 1000. Are you going to another Super Bowl? I'm not backing into a Super Bowl. I raised that girl. She's 27 years old. What are you? What are you kidding me? So backing into some. Anyway, it's the wife's turn because I got to go three years ago right. when they went back to following your COVID. So the f- family and friends of workers didn't get to go. So the wife's going to Glendale. Damn, so. dude. But just like any of these other companies, Carm, things have changed. So when I went, I didn't have to pay anything. My daughter got kind of taxed as income mm. on the, the cost. This year, I got to pay for the ticket and the airfare to Glendale, the charter flight. Yeah, so, but you're going to do it, though, right? She's going. Yep, yeah, I, she's going. I covered that today. She's going. So awesome. I got a couple things for you here right. other than that. So our, name the Super, uh, Super Bowl quarterback that's rushed for the most yards in a Super Bowl game. The, the quarterback that's got the record for the most rushing yards Steve in a game. Uh, Fran Tarkington. Nope. McNair. Oh, Mc, uh, sixty-four McNair. yards! Sixty-four yards in that loss. Okay, in the loss. Because you Rams. know that came up now because we got Jalen Hurts. Does somebody yeah. think he's going to break the record? Things like that. So For you Bear fans, that's big because if you think Fields is a guy, I mean, he's more likely to break that record than he is thrown for four hundred yards in the Super Bowl. All right, so six. So, you said it was sixty-nine. Sixty-four. Sixty-four yards. Bad, right. And then one other thing, Yark, right. we got to start pushing this. We're going to talk about the NBA for a while. We got to start talking: Is the Big East or the Big Twelve the best college basketball conference going? Oh, We're only can you guys like do that six on a weeks podcast? away. Later, six we, weeks away. Six, six weeks, weeks away from the selection from the Sunday. Magic. Do you have any other NFL trivia questions for six, us? Six weeks away from uh, Selection Tuesday. The if most. You will. The most. The most. Yes. Yes. Thank you, York. Yeah. Uh, anything else? That's the big one. That's Before the big up. one. All right. Who's got the most rushing yards in, uh, by a quarterback in a playoff game? Hmm. Okay. It's pretty easy. It is. All right. Hold on. In a playoff game, um, uh, Michael Vick played in some playoff game. Michael. Michael Vick. Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. He ran for like, the, I think the, it was, I think it was 161 against the Packers against Green in 2012. Yeah, that is easy. That's my bad. That's a good one. I love Super Bowl trivia because I've watched it all and I follow it. So, yeah, but the missus gets to go. So I'll be home having a Super Bowl party. But I realized we had friends over, her kind of friends, on Sunday. The new rule in my house, there's going to be three viewing, viewing sections. The ones that actually want to watch the game and don't talk while the plays are going on. Then the other ones can go upstairs and watch and you know, chit chat, so yeah. you can actually hear because you that's the only awesome. way you can watch it. You, you get, get friends like that; it's no, it's not, yeah. it's not worth having them. What over. kind of friends are they? Wait, what's the third then? What's the third they're, room? They're, the third room is for those that just don't even care. They're there for the camaraderie, and they can drink and eat in one room, and I don't it's care the what garage. they do. That's the garage. I thought he was going to He was going to have well, some adult freeze your ass off. Adult yeah. Listen, tell your well, daughter. No, we are going to miss it because they got rid of the lingerie bowl because that was well, a halftime spectacular, yeah, right? Your own lingerie bowl up in the room. Listen, tell your daughter to enjoy it. It's an incredible ride. I mean, it really is. It is. It is. Your daughter and your wife get to yeah. enjoy a whole four days together That's and awesome. do all the things mom and daughters and get to enjoy the scenery of the Super Bowl in Glendale, Arizona. Enjoy the week, buddy. See Scotty's garters for his lingerie yeah. bowl. I'm sure they're, they're quite sexy. It is great. I mean, Viking Scott, who's been who's known Yurko forever and has been a big supporter yeah. of this radio station for a long time. Yeah. We love Scotty, even though he went to TF South. Yeah, and he's a Viking fan. But his daughters worked for the Chiefs now for a number of years. I mean, what a ride! What an experience! You know, yeah. uh, it's just amazing. Twenty seven. That's all she knows is championship it's games. Awesome. It really is. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Crosstalk coming up in 10 minutes. Talk about Tom Brady retiring with the guys. We got a new one, Hinge, that we're going to do tomorrow. So that'll drop in the afternoon tomorrow. We'll tape it in the morning. 
Looking forward to that. And then Todd Furman will join us tomorrow. Let's get the early beat on Super Bowl. We had a good good week with Todd last week. It's great. It was solid. We had Paul on, too. Uh, Paulie Cheesecake. Paulie Cheesecake. Did Paulie Cheesecake give you came on, yeah. 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 I guess I missed last Thursday. That's yes, right. I haven't did. talked to Todd since the divisional. You had the yeah. Moon, River. Moon River. Yeah. You're all right, though. Yep. All good. All Did good. you give him the old using the whole fist there? No. I, mean, well, I wasn't getting a prostate exam. I mean, uh, I mean, but it was in the canal. Well, you know? right. Yeah, you know. The Suez or the Panama. <laughs> the Panama. You didn't get the two for one there? No, I didn't get the two for one. Uh, there's they an Erie Canal, too. Thing. You know that, right? There's, there's an, an Erie, Erie canal. canal. Yeah. I think we've covered a lot of canals. Uh, well, those are the big ones. Well, if you go to Amsterdam, Suez. I think you've got some uh, canals there, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would think you're probably right about right. that. Walt's in Roselle on ESPN 1000. Hey, Walt. Hey, guys, like your show a lot. Thank you. Uh, it's because you've got ears, my friend. I know, I know. I'm a smart guy. Okay. Hey, listen, I just wanted to, to make a comment about the Bulls and then um, present a couple of questions for you guys to consider. So, first of all, I don't think that we'll ever win with this team because it's, they remind me of just a playground team, just a bunch of guys on the playground with fairly low basketball IQ. I'm sorry, but that's what I see. And then my question is, is it time for us to all agree that Patrick Williams is just a guy, that he's not going to be a superstar? He's just a guy. He's going to be an average NBA player for the rest of his career. I know that's harsh, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. And then my final question for you to consider is Billy Donovan. Last year, I decided after the Bulls lost maybe 20, 22 games in a row to teams that were over 500. Can you do that as a coach? Can you allow that to happen? So that's when I decided that this guy is really not the answer either. So I'll hang up and listen Oof. to your answer. Paints a bleak, a bleak picture, Walt. Uh, as far as Patrick Williams, I don't know. He's still so young. I, I don't know that you should make any determination just yet. Um, look, I mean, Lowry's played a half a season now, more, more than that, where he's been really good. You know, Lowry Markin and all of a sudden is averaging 25 a game. Did the Bulls did the Bulls really botch that one? Uh, he, too, is still a pretty young player, believe it or not. He came into the league so young. I think he was 19 when he first started. Does it just take that long with some guys? Is Lowry a stat collector on a bad team or an average team? That's probably what I think. He's on a team where there are no expectations, no media pressure. Utah. Yes. No expectations whatsoever. And, you know, he's kind of the focal point. He's doing his thing and he's collecting some stats. They're not a great team in a weird jumbled West. Are they in the mix a little bit in terms of standings? They are. They've got no shot at winning anything this year. Zero. Let's all be clear. Lowry Markinen isn't carrying the Utah Jazz to anything. Not even remotely close even though he's putting up good numbers right now. Patrick Williams. That doesn't mean I think that, oh, my God, can you believe the Bulls let Lowry Markin get away? I don't think anybody should think that. Would I be a little careful with Patrick Williams? I think Patrick Williams is incredibly talented. We've seen not nearly enough out of Pat. I don't know how to, I can't even begin to uh, properly rate or evaluate Patrick Williams. He missed a lot last year. He's very young. He still looks hesitant to me at times. 
And that'd be my biggest critique of him, probably. I mean, but I wouldn't be giving up on Patrick Williams just yet at 21 years old. He's 21, right? He's still, he's just a kid. He's youthful. He's very youthful, Yerk. He is 21 years old, playing his age 21 season. But, yeah, we haven't seen too much yet. And they don't have – this is where they do miss Lonzo, and you can see it. And maybe now that we have uh, so many different data points on, you know, with and without him, they really don't have anybody that gets them into it. Like, they don't have a point guard. You know, DeMar can play make, don't get me wrong. I mean, he really can. DeMar, but they don't have a point guard. You're asking Alex Caruso to do way too much. You're asking Io DeSumo, quite frankly, great story. Love the kid to death. Going to play in this league a long time. I get all that. Love him. You're asking him to do way too much. They learned that early on. Like, who else can do it? It's not Zach. Like, they don't have a point guard. They don't have somebody who could put the ball in his hands in key situations late in games and make good decisions within their offense. They really don't have a guy like that. It's a huge reason why they're... it's not Colby. No, it's not Colby. No, 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 no. Colby's a scorer, you know. Kobe can get hot. He's a scorer. Well, I'm just looking at backcourt guys. You're 100 so trying right. to throw it him. out there. It's not him. Not him. Sean, real quick in Glenwood on ESPN 1000. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, I want to comment about the Bulls and what they should do. I think at this point they should trade Vooch and DeRozan because they're getting older. I mean, they're already old, yeah. and yep. I mean they're effective, but they're just old right now, and we're just a middle of the road team. And you really need to see what you have in Patrick Williams. If you look at any of the young players that are who became stars, most of them were on bad teams and had the ability to get a lot of shots and make mistakes. You don't know what you have with Patrick Williams because veterans are in the way on that team. He's not getting enough shots so you can see what type of talent he really is. I I think he's a good player. And he, he's anywhere from a good player to a great player. He can be, he may be Kawhi Leonard, or he may be Harrison Barnes. But Oof. give him the space in the shots. That's an interesting to see range. What you have. That's an interesting range. I like the comps actually, Sean. Like, and I think he's much more Harrison Barnes. But he's still got a long way to even get there. But I don't disagree, Sean. I, I guess I wish he would be more assertive. If he can't do that, they've got to help nudge him there and let him play and take more shots and be more of a focal point. I do think that they that's something they should consider because you really just don't know yet. You have not seen nearly enough. We're going to cross-talk with Waddle and Sylvie coming up in just a couple of minutes. Yurko's got the final word brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to. Today's final word, word on Carmen and Yurko. Hey, Sean, what's going on? It's Yurko. Sorry to hear about the news today, man. It's tough. Tough pill to swallow there, my friend. Hey, we'd love to get you on here at ESPN 1000. If you can give me a call, I'd love to get an interview with you today uh, on the Carmen Yurko and Harry show. So I'd appreciate it if you'd give me a call back. Again, sorry to hear about it, bud. Hopefully things work out. All right. Bye.